Hello, and welcome to Right Now with Ralph Martin, a podcast where author, speaker, and worldwide renewal leader, Dr. Ralph Martin, shares what the Holy Spirit is stirring up in the church right now. Words of encouragement from the Lord to strengthen you for such a time as this. We are glad you can be with us this week as we seek to encourage you for this moment in history. And now, your host, Ralph Martin. Hello, brothers and sisters, friends, fellow disciples, and anybody who just wandered in and clicked on it don't know why you clicked on it. I'd like to talk today about treasuring the gift. And what, what gift am I talking about? Well, there's so many gifts. There's the gift, first of all, of God. Just imagine what life would be like without God. You know, as some writer once said, it would be short, brutish, and nasty. And just like, whoa, what a what a jungle it would be. I mean, it's it's almost a jungle right now where people are casting off the restraints of God's law and God's commandments. Uh, what would it be without God? Oh, hopeless despairing yeah so anyway thank thank god for god also thank god for jesus wow where would we be if we didn't know what god was like if we didn't know clearly what his will was if we didn't know the path to happiness and fulfillment and resurrection from the dead what if we didn't know that what if we couldn't connect with that So thank God for Jesus. Let's treasure the gift of God, treasure the gift of Jesus, treasure the gift of the Holy Spirit, who uh, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will remind us of what he said. He'll bring back to our mind and make real to us what Jesus has told us that's so important for our salvation. But then that leads us to uh, the gift I want to focus on today. Yes, thank God for the Father. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for Jesus. But thank God for his word. Thank you, God, for the Bible. Thank God for what we can know about him and the path back to the Father's house. Thank God for sacred scripture. Now, I also want to say thank God for the gift of us existing. Wow. You know, God has brought us into existence for a purpose, for a reason. There's meaning to our life. There's meaning to be alive. There's hope for all of us of of someday putting behind us the suffering, the pain, the disappointment, the betrayals, the sickness, the loneliness, the poverty. There's someday hope of putting all those things behind us Because we know from God's word, the day is coming when God himself will wipe away every tear. There will be no more pain and no more suffering. And there will be immortality for us. No more death. Just love. Just real peace. Just eternal happiness. The only way we really know about that is by knowing his word paying attention to it, obeying it. And if we don't know God's word, 
how can the Holy Spirit remind us of it? So we need to have a base in our mind and heart of what God really is saying to us in order for the Holy Spirit to recall it to our minds when we most need to remember it. So I'm going to talk about the gift of the Word of God, the gift of sacred scripture. It's particularly important today because we're living in a time of confusion, deception, lies, false prophets, false teachers, not just in the world that's in rebellion against God, that's just spewing forth lies and deceptions. Behind it is the will to power. Behind it is idolatry. Behind it is the creature exalting himself above God. That's big. That's happening. But also, stuff is happening in the church that's very concerning. You know, there really are false teachers and false prophets in the church. There are people in high positions uh, who are teaching things that are wrong, who are teaching things that will lead people to hell rather than to heaven, that will lead people to misery in this life rather than a reasonable level of peace and happiness that's possible even on this earth, even with all the imperfections and all the sufferings. Now, I know it's not normal to think about the church as a place where deception and confusion is going on, but it should be because Jesus himself warns us about it. He says there will be false prophets. There will be false teachers. There'll be confusion within the church. The apostles warn us time after time, don't let anybody deceive you. Uh, and there's all kinds of struggle in the New Testament against those who are teaching false things, against those who are teaching false things about Jesus, false things about marriage and sexuality, false things about the final judgment and the Lord's return and glory, and, and false things about who Jesus is. So this is not a new struggle, but because we've had a relative time of peace and a relative measure of unity in the church through recent pontificates, uh, it's a bit of a shock now to face the confusion and deception that's going on, which is why we really need to recover our confidence in the inspiration and errancy of sacred scripture. Now, put up with me. I know I talk about this frequently, but I want to tell you there's probably people who are watching this or listening to us right now who haven't heard me say this, and they need to hear it, what the Catholic Church actually teaches about how we should approach sacred scripture. Vatican II has a tremendous document on sacred scripture called Constitution on Divine Revelation. And what it says is that God is the primary author of sacred scripture. He works through human instruments. He works through human beings with their own language, with their own culture, with their own mentality. But what he inspires them to affirm as doctrinal and moral truth, and even beyond that, what he aspires them to affirm as true is true. And what it says in Section 11 of the Constitution on Sacred Revelation, it says that everything asserted by the sacred authors should be considered to be asserted by the Holy Spirit and to teach firmly, faithfully, and without error 
those truths which God wished to consign to the sacred writings for the sake of our salvation. So what I'm talking about today is important. It, it pertains to our salvation. If we don't understand what the word of God is, that it's inspired, that it's inerrant, it's there for our salvation, we're at great risk of not being saved. Now, Scripture warns us that there are going to be people throughout the ages who are either going to want to add things to the Word of God or take things away from it. But Scripture says, woe to those who add anything to the Word of God or take anything away from it. Deuteronomy chapter 4 talks about this. It says, now therefore Israel... Hear the statutes and ordinances I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you. Now, this was talking about Israel entering into the land that God was giving them on this earth. This is applicable to the life that God wants to give us that doesn't end on this earth, that's eternal, and a land that's heavenly. That's immortal. That's not shot through with all the agony of the current creation. In your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you, you shall not add to what I command you, nor subtract from it. You have seen with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed from your midst everyone who followed the Baal of Peor. But you who hold fast to the Lord your God are all alive today. This is absolutely relevant. The uh, episode of Baal Peor is a false prophet, a false teacher, leading the Israelites into immorality and idolatry and apostasy. Those who did it, God judged right there. They were destroyed. They didn't enter into the promised land. But those who didn't obey and didn't follow the false prophets and false teachers are alive to this day. And this is very applicable to us. We will live forever. Biological death will not be the end of us. If we pay attention to God's word, if we obey it, if we follow it. But if we ignore God's word, if we disobey God's word, Not only will life on this earth generally not go well for people, but death will be the least of our troubles because the fate of those who die unrepentant, disobedient, unbelieving is the second death, the lake of fire, eternal banishment from God. Now, this isn't just an Old Testament warning, but this is repeated time and time again in the scripture. And I want to read to you something from the book of Revelations, chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and the holy city, which are described in this book. 
It's a very serious thing to add to or take away anything from God's word. Jesus himself warns about it. In Matthew 24, verse 35, Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. There's more solidity, there's more reliability, there's more value to the word of God than even to the existence of heaven and earth, the physical heavens and the physical earth. Because his words are words of life. His words are words that lead to eternal life. And we neglect them at our very great peril. Now, sometimes the question of interpretation comes up, like some people maybe who are not used to meditating on the word of God say, you know, I don't, I've never taken a scripture class. I don't know how I can do this. How do I know I'm interpreting it correctly? I don't know what some of these images are. Well, I would recommend getting the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible New Testament because the footnotes in it are provided by Scott Hahn and his team from the St. Paul's Center for Biblical Theology. Very reliable, very helpful. If you got a question about something you're reading, chances are the footnote here is going to give you a good sense about how it should be interpreted. Uh, and, and so this is really valuable. If you want to go a little deeper in sometime understanding what's going on in a particular book of scripture, particularly, again, the New Testament, there's a Catholic commentary on sacred scripture series that's edited by Dr. Mary Healy and Dr. Peter Williamson, who are colleagues of mine at Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit. They are excellent biblical scholars, and they're kind of now editing and collecting uh, commentaries on each of the books of the New Testament, scholarly sound, uh, related to the tradition of the church, in harmony with the catechism, but really giving profound understandings of the Word of God in a way that ordinary folks can understand. So it's called the Catholic Commentary on Sacred Scripture. Here's the one on the Gospel of Mark that Dr. Mary Healy did. Uh, I've, I've heard Dr. John Bergsman and other scripture scholars of high standing say this is the best commentary in the Gospel of Mark that, that exists, which is pretty high praise coming from Dr. John Bergsman. And then during this past Advent, I've been following along the readings from the book of Revelations uh, in this commentary on the book of Revelations by Dr. Peter Williamson, my friend, my colleague, my fellow evangelist, who also teaches with me at Sacred Heart Seminary. And it is brilliant. It is really good. It really makes sense. It gives sensible interpretations of this is probably the most difficult book of the Bible to interpret because it's so full of imagery from the Old Testament and the order of it isn't clear and all that kind of stuff, but the message is extremely clear. The message is, if you follow the Lord and obey his word and resist false teachers and false prophets, you're going to live forever in, in, in heavenly glory if you don't obey God's word, if you don't follow his word, 
you're destined for judgment. You're destined for disaster. And unfortunately, a lot of people today are ignoring God's word or exalting themselves as a creature over the creator are exchanging the truth of God for a lie and worshiping the creature that, rather than the creator. This is a disaster for disaster. I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. And in Romans chapter 1, take a look at Romans chapter 1. It's a perfect description of what happens to a person's life when they don't worship God, when they don't thank him, when they don't obey him, when they don't accept his word. It's also the perfect description of how a whole culture can deteriorate into immorality and sexual confusion and and all kinds of evil pretty amazing description of what's happening today in our culture romans chapter one okay now after you look at the footnotes and this bible maybe look a little deeper into some of the commentaries in this commentary series and you can skip to this stage if you want right away if you really want to know how the Catholic Church understands a particular teaching from Scripture, it's here in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And it's here in a readable, reliable, understandable form. Just go to the back and look at the index. You can look up a topic, and you can see what the Catholic Church actually says about it today. And what it says about it today is, of course, what the Church has always said about these things uh, pertaining to our salvation. Okay, now... We need to make ourselves vulnerable before the Word of God. We need not just to read it to understand it, but we need to read it to let it bring us into deeper relationship with the Lord. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees and the scribes. He said, you search the scriptures, but you refuse to come to me for life. So as we meditate on God's word, and what I suggest doing is getting one of those little monthly guides that Magnificat Publications puts out where it has the daily scripture readings and has, you know, a little psalm and morning prayer and meditations, things like that. And just meditate on the word of God. But meditate on the word of God with a view to coming into deeper relationship with the living Lord. When I meditate on the word of God here each morning, in my home office where I do pray, I, I look at the icon behind me and I just remember how personal, how real Jesus is and the words I'm reading from him and the gospel. I'm knowing he's saying to me and he's drawing me into relationship through them. He's trying to form me and teach me through that. And then I also think about, talk about being vulnerable to the word of God. Uh, you know, scripture describes it as a two-edged sword that gets right in the core of our being and separates things. It talks about between bone and marrow, sinew and muscle. And that reminds me of what Simeon prophesied about Jesus in Luke chapter 2 when he was brought into the temple. Simeon said, this child will be a sign of contradiction. He'll be the cause for the rise and the fall of many in Israel. As we read God's word, we're either going to be rising into obedience, rising into holiness, rising into deeper relationship with the Lord or falling by rejecting the word or mocking the word or placing our own opinions above the word. Foolish, foolish, foolish. And then he says also, this child will reveal the secrets of hearts. 
Jesus and his word, the Holy Spirit in the word of God, will reveal the secrets of our hearts. It will convict us of ways in which we haven't really fully surrendered our life to the Lord. It will convict us that uh, things we're doing that are not in harmony with God's word are sinful that we need to face up to it. We need to admit, we need to repent from, we need to ask God for help in, in, in getting out of. And it also says that scripture, it talks about uh, in Jer Jeremiah chapter 23, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer shattering rocks into pieces. God's word is like that. It's like a fire, not a physical fire, but a fire of burning conviction, a fire of the Holy Spirit that says what you just read has revealed something in your life that you need to pay attention to, that what you just read has revealed something to you of the incredible glory and destiny that the Lord has in store for you. So let your hope rise. Let your gratitude rise. Let your thanksgiving rise. What you've just read is a hammer that shattered a shield that you placed between yourself and the Lord and let that shield fall into pieces like a hammer shattering a rock. So we need to make ourselves vulnerable before the word of God, treasure it. So the purpose of podcast today is just to exhort us to treasure the gift of the word of God. Treasure the gift of sacred scripture that draws us into relationship with the Lord, that shatters our illusions, that corrects our deceptions, that places us more firmly on the path to salvation. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your sacred and holy and precious word, which we treasure. Help us to treasure it even more. Amen. Incidentally, if you'd like to be informed about these when they come out, just click on subscribe. And, you know, if you're there on, on the podcast, you can do the same thing. So uh, until next time, this is Ralph Martin from Renewal Ministries wishing you the very best a life spent treasuring the Word of God. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal Ministries, part of the Renewal Podcast Network. If you are enjoying this podcast, we invite you to help us spread the word by leaving us a rating or review, following or subscribing to this podcast, or sharing on social media. Until next time, this is Right Now with Ralph Martin. Ralph Martin.